Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is Pastor Lionel Gant calling from Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, this is the Whole Truth and Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live. Uh, today I have uh, my, my, my sister, Elaine Riddick, on the line, and I have another co-host that's, come, that's going to join us also. And look, y'all, this, this, this is real. I mean, these things that we see happening, they are happening right before our eyes. And, and and the Bible is literally fulfilling itself right before our eyes. And and Sister Elaine, the people are acting like ain't nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, introduce yourself and introduce your guests and uh and then let's get this thing started. My name is Elaine Riddick and I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh I am the executive director for the Rebecca Project for Justice, and my friend who's on the phone with us today, her brother murdered in Alabama, and we're just going to call her Ronnie. Hi. I'm a native from St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm just trying to get justice words injustice in the state of Montgomery, Alabama. Okay. Go ahead. Tell us uh, what happened. My brother, on July the 5th, the Montgomery, Alabama police called my cousin. Now, this is my brother, and I'm on her as his sister. They called my cousin to let her know my brother had passed. So I called Montgomery, Alabama, and talked to Detective Lamichi, who told me my brother died of a heart attack. I said, sir, I just talked to him. He was perfectly fine. He was putting his daughter to sleep. He said, well, he died of a heart attack. He didn't say my condolences to you or none of that and all that. And then July the 6th, I went down there to view and identify my brother's body because I couldn't believe that he was dead. So I went down there on July the 6th, me and my family, we traveled from St. Louis, Missouri to Montgomery, Alabama, July the 6th, and went to the Montgomery Police Department, you know, to talk to them and to see my brother's body. I was told I couldn't see his body, view or identify his body. Only thing they told me, he died from a heart attack. So I left, left the police department and went to his place of residence. And when I went there, I seen a baby mama cleaning out her core blood and the house was a crime scene i walked into a crime scene it was not taped off or none of that he uh the police department allowed the mother tiffany knowledge to stay in that house and clean up the blood he said this is exact words what he told me and i have him on audio he said hell i'm not going to clean up that i said excuse me 
And then I told him, I said, well, I heard it was a gun, you know, involved. A witness came and told me a gun was involved when I was up there, you know, checking on my brother. He didn't say nothing about the gun. He looked surprised when I said something about the gun. He said, oh, that gun didn't have anything to do with your brother's death. He died from a heart attack. So I motioned the DHR, which is uh, the juvenile system, for the paperwork while the kids, okay, now, I just told you he said the gun didn't have nothing to do with him getting killed. The paperwork that I received while the kids was cooking was he was shot and killed by the mother. So mm. that puzzled me. And I'm like, okay, he said the gun didn't have nothing to do with him taking the gun home. You know, I, I'm like, it's just all red flag. They won't give me no paperwork. I asked for a I never got that. They won't give me any paperwork. They say because I'm not a citizen of Alabama, I'm not understanding it because I'm a citizen of the United States. It's just I've been getting a run around. Now I'm fighting for custody of my, my niece. Uh, I did the first petition, but they turned around and gave them to her sister that she didn't have anything to do with, her lead sister, because I don't know if that's her sister or not. I was made to take a DNA test to prove that I was this baby auntie. They didn't have to do none of that. They didn't have to pay for no home study. They didn't have to pay for none of that. I had to pay for all that. And I'm just supposed to, because I, I, I want to know what, what happened to my brother. I deserved it as his sister. And I'm his mm-hmm. only surviving sister. We share the same parents, mother and father. So why I'm not getting no answers from Montgomery, Alabama? And then I was looking at uh, CBS Morning News, and they were talking about the four black girls that got killed in Alabama by the Montgomery uh, bomber, uh, KK bomber. Okay. The governor uh, in 1969 stated that Montgomery, Alabama is going to be a, segreg- a desegregated state today, tomorrow, and forever. And I hold that to be true because I'm not getting no answers. The laws need to be changed in Montgomery, Alabama, and I'm asking the citizens of Alabama to step up, you know, for the injustice that we are getting as black people. Because this this letting you know that none of us is extinct, is extinct from getting, getting killed by the hands of them. Well, that's all over the country. <laughs> yeah. I mean. it, it really is. And we, we as black people, we, we need to stand up together. You know, it's a war within itself. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, all right. Y'all, y'all you, you see what's going on. And this is, just one, this is just one case in Alabama that we're talking about. But this is happening all over the country. You know, I've I've been taking cases uh, from different citizens all over the country that are going through the same thing. Okay, uh, Sister Elaine, what do you have to say about this? I'm going to ask you to give us a short prayer uh, so we we go into this show. You're asking me to pray? (laughs) I would prefer that you did that. Okay. Uh, Okay, thank you. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this journey, Lord. 
of life that we're going through. We ask your Heavenly Father that you bless this radio broadcast, send it out to all the ears that need to hear it. And, Father God, right now we're asking all of our listeners to join us in prayer for this family. Father God, we're asking that you begin to move by your power, to begin to move by your might, to deliver our people, Lord, from these injustices all over the nation. And, Father God, we give you all the honor. Father God, we give you all the glory. And, Father God, we give you all the praise. In the name of your Son, Yeshua, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Y'all, this okay. is the whole truth and nothing but the truth radio broadcast. So I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask my host, don't hold nothing back. Uh uh let the people know exactly how you feel and tell the people exactly what's going on. I'm stressed. Right. I'm I'm stressed. I I mean I I um I can't eat like you know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. I I'm just overwhelmed with all of this. They took my brother now they're trying to take my niece from me. I haven't okay, seen okay. I'm supposed to have visitation rights, and I don't have them. They they mm-hmm. call me on a on a phone. That's not visitation rights. They got control over the custody, over my brother's death. They got control over all that, the paperwork, all that. Okay, but, let let my sister Elaine come in and 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 uh, say what she has to say, and then I got some questions to ask you about that. Go ahead. Okay. Well, you know, again, this is how black people are being treated all over the world. Uh, it just don't stop in Montgomery, in Alabama. You know, a sister was just found hung yes. in her backyard. In uh, I think she was 23 years old. Uh, she was just found hung on a tree in her backyard mm. in Florida. In California, we just had two sisters, models, to be beaten to death. One was two months pregnant. You know, so then, of course, here in Georgia, we have the little boy in South Georgia that was found stuffed in a bag. Oh, my and they God. tried to say, they tried to say that he put himself, rolled himself up in a bag. In, 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 in a mat, in the, in the, you're talking about, you're talking about the case where the young boy, was rolled up inside of the mat in the gym. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, Not you know, there is no justice nowhere for our people. There is no, nothing. Not. We will not have justice until we go out there and defend our own. We have to stand up to these people toe-to-toe because yeah. come to find out in South Georgia, the mm-hmm. sheriff has something to do with this too. Mm. You know, they don't. We don't get no justice nowhere. You know, we're too afraid to go out there and challenge these people when it comes to our people. Look at the um, look at the lady that had twins that went to. She was pregnant with twins. What did they do? They Mm. gave her an abortion pill. She wanted her babies. She was about to have her babies, and she went for her medicine. And the pharmaceutical company, instead of giving her what she needed, they gave her an abortion pill that killed both of her babies. Oh, my God. You know, this is just the other day. All of this stuff is going on right now. You know, we have a lot of, of our young youth that travels to Alabama and never come back. 
Oh, They're finding people in cornfields. You know, they found four people. I think it was in Alabama. I'm not for sure. But they found four people, young people, shot to death in a cornfield. Left, and they drove the people. They killed them somewhere else and drove them to this cornfield. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. I'm going to go in the Bible in Genesis, the uh, 15th chapter, and, and God is speaking to Abraham, telling him that, that these things were going to happen to us, okay? And, 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 this, and this, this scripture caught my attention because God prophesied this, you know, over 2,000 years ago, and now we are literally living in Bible prophecy right now. All right, in Genesis, the uh, 15th chapter, I'm going to begin reading to you at the 13th verse. And I said that all year I'm going to be dealing with this scripture. And and on all my broadcasts, I'm going to mention it at least once. Okay. In Genesis, the 15th chapter, the 13th verse, it says, Then he said to Abram, then God said to Abram, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years. And also the nation whom they serve, I, God is saying, I will judge afterwards and they shall come out with great possession, meaning that meaning that God prophesied that we, the children of Israel, were going to be, because of the disobedience of our parents, because of the disobedience of, of our elders from the past, that, that our generation was going to go into slavery in a strange land for 400 years. The first slave ship came to America in August of 1619, okay, that means that 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 the that the 400 years were completed in August 2019. That means that we have been here suffering for 400 years. We have been going through this disgrace for over 400 years. We've been going through all of these things because they know who we are. They know that we are the descendants of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. They know that. Every scripture in that Bible is talking about us, the children of Israel, the descendants of the descendants of Abraham. And unfortunately, you know, um, whenever you see this on the television, they showing these as white people. But there was no white people in Africa, y'all. There were no white people in Africa. So how how can they paint? How can they paint Moses to be white? How can they paint uh, Abraham to be white? How can they? They have mis they have misguided the whole world, but now God is bringing out His prophecy. Now God is letting us know what the truth is. And y'all, I just read it to you out the Bible. We've been here for these four hundred years, and now they know that that we know who we are, and uh and 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 now they're literally killing us. Okay, now now in the, in the story that you were telling about what happened to your family. Okay, now, now how they say that he died from a heart attack, and why is that blood to clean up? Because 
when you die from a heart attack, there's no blood. No, there's no not. blood. Okay, no, then, then they say, hold on. Then, then they say that that the mother that 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 his that his huh? Okay, they're they're saying they're saying that he was shot by his significant other. What yes, what right. is really going on? What is That's really going saying. on? And then they send me somebody else's kids' paperwork with their social security number on her, their house address, and everything. Just live for loud. You ain't supposed to do that. Hold, hold on just a second. Okay, I'm getting a call from uh, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, please answer that. That's your son? Yes, and you can okay. allow him to say something. All right, stand by one. Emerge in now. Can you hear me? <clears throat> Tony. All right. Yeah, I can hear you. Yep. Okay, we're live right now. We're live right now. Okay, so 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 my sister, what how, who did he get shot? Okay, you you haven't seen the autopsy. Okay, uh-huh. you don't know. Okay. But 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 there was blood in the house. That means that somebody was shot. Okay, yeah. the police admitted that. Okay, okay, the police admitted that. Okay, so so you have that you have that uh that admission from him. Okay. Yeah. How do they know that the that the uh significant other that the that the that he was shot by her and is she in custody right now? No, she's not in custody. She's in St. Louis. She can still see her kids. Uh, she just freaked. She came down here in St. Louis and hit a man and put him in critical condition because she was high driving and she ain't supposed to be driving. Um, and she's out. I mean, it's just like she freaked mm. on everything she does because of the color of her skin. Because if it was a black woman, she would have been locked up. Okay, okay. I'm going to put together a team here in Atlanta. And then we're gonna to come to your location, and we're gonna dig out all this information. We're gonna we're gonna make them uh, we're gonna make them stand up for what they have to say. All right, young man, I've been bragging about you, <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you to come in and identify yourself, and and your mother's on the line also. Uh, did you want to introduce him, uh, Sister Elaine? Um, sure. This is my famous son, Tony Reddick. Amen. He is so spiritual and he is so knowledgeable about everything and where we're at and where we're going and what's going on. And you might want to have him to say something or say a prayer or whatever. Okay. All right. Tony, come on in and tell us about yourself. Well, I, uh, I was calling to listen in, but... You know, my mom does it in Elaine Riddick style. You know, she makes sure that I say a, say a few words. Well, she you put know, me, but she I was, put me on the spotlight a few times in, in our career. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's yeah, my mom, yeah. so you know, she's my favorite mom in all the world. I think the world of my mom, and uh, I wouldn't want any other mother. She's an outstanding woman. And she's very determined, and she's very loving and very nurturing. And I just appreciate my mom, man. I, I don't know how to put it in any other words outside of that. I just 
tremendously appreciate my mom. Um, she's such a great woman, and I thank God for her, brother. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. I thank you God for her. So. We thank yeah, God yeah. because this this fight that we have right now, you know, this is you know people think that that they, that this is just only for their state or only for their city, but this is nationwide. Y'all. Our people are suffering these things across the across the whole nation. Uh, Elaine, you were saying how many how many uh, 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 what they call it, how many how many surgeries they've done. Uh, you know, uh, taking taking away our wounds. Uh, yeah, yeah and, what they're doing now is instead of uh, lynching us on trees, they're lynching the black woman's wounds. Mm-hmm. And we keep going to them, and I keep telling our people that we should not go to the enemy and beg them to lynch our wounds. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. They don't have to lynch you on trees anymore. You know, I mean, look, they're giving our little kids uh, Depo-Provera. Yep. You know, knowing that it's going to cause bodily harm, sterility, but we're still going to them, begging them to do this to us. You know, we are our own worst enemy. Yeah, this is true. Mom, what you're saying is very pertinent, and I want to just stress this also. What you're saying in America, we see across the entire world, whether whether it's in Asia, whether it's in Africa. I'm in both countries regularly, and what we're seeing in America, we're seeing in Africa, and we've been seeing it since the European came and invaded our continent. He has put things in place. You can go back to the days of King Leopold in the 1800s in the Congo area. You see nearly 20 million people he killed. You know, mm-hmm. you, can, you, you can roll from King Leopold and start traveling down into Egypt, as they call it, you know, away from the Nile. So we're going down into mm-hmm. Egypt, and you'll, you'll see the same thing with the invasion of Alexandria, with Napoleon, and all of these guys. They, they bring nothing but death and destruction, and I think our biggest downfall is that we haven't categorized our situation as war. We're the victims right, of war, right. but, okay. but we haven't categorized it as war. Once you categorize the situation as war, then you can respond accordingly. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's, that's what I've been preaching from for, for years. Uh, when I retired out of the military, I came out of the military in uh, uh, 2021. And 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 I was a counter drug operative. I worked with the uh, with the United States government in counter drug operations. And when mm-hmm. I, you know, so I couldn't write any books or I couldn't say anything about the missions that we had or anything. They, you have to wait seven years before you could publish any books or do anything like that. But as soon as my seven years passed, I started warning. I started warning Black America. And I started letting them know that, look, we are at war. We are literally at war. When somebody comes and takes your people, uh, shackle them, chain them, put them in the bottom of a ship, take them across, that is an act of war. That's an act of war. And everything that has happened to us in this country, it has been an act of war. And, and, And they use the law to back up their wickedness, okay, so, I mean, slavery was literally 
legal in America for all those years. I mean, you know, when we talk about when we talk about the police, I was explaining to uh, one of my sisters the other day, like you know where that come from. I say that came from the from the from the from them searching uh, for the slaves. That right. came from them searching right. for the slaves. So, uh. but brother, are you still there? Yes, I'm still here. I had a so, But if you look, if you look, what's also happening is that we are becoming aware. We're becoming yeah. aware, but we're just not unified yet. And as if you take the coup in Niger, in West mm-hmm. Africa, and mm-hmm. if you take Burkina Faso with this young Ibrahim Torre, uh, these brothers are rebels, and they're doing everything within their power to get the French from out of those areas because the French have been sucking the blood out of West Africa uh, for many centuries, right? And just as the European have been sucking the blood out of us in the United States of America for many years, Mm -hmm. I think it's past time for us to start organizing around the Black Panther movement, around the Malcolm X movement, incorporate the Dr. King from 1967 to 1968, incorporate the teachings of the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, Marcus Messiah Gavi. When we start bringing these sanctions into place, these teachings, and structuralizing them through our education, oh, we can combat what's happening, brother. Okay, but it has yeah. to happen quick. Yeah, and that's, that's exactly what my mission is. Okay, my sister, I... I you know, I don't want to get away from your story. So, so tell us, uh, tell us, okay, when you when you went to view the body of of your brother, did you see any gunshots? Did you see any wounds? Well, I couldn't see anything because I couldn't see him. They wouldn't let me see him. The only time I got to see my brother when I was having his funeral, when they sent mm-hmm. him down here, when they sent him, when I paid for him to. Be moved from Montgomery, Alabama to St. Louis. They sent him down here already. We had a funeral home down here said he was already made up, so I'm going against both of the funeral homes because the funeral home Ross up there in Alabama said they did not make him up. They only embalmed him. The funeral home down here, Clark and Son, told me that they didn't make him up. So I'm like, okay, well, who made him up? Because the, you know, y'all spit in his mouth. You got too much makeup on. You're trying to hide the bruises. We're not, my brother came down here. He caught Rick or Morris real bad because they left his body out. So he had an odor. He had nicks around him. So I'm like, did y'all really embalm him? Because that ain't the way, you know, I have a picture of him laying in that casket. That looks nothing like my brother. Nothing. I'm talking about, he looked like a, a 80-year-old man. Right. 50-some years old. Ronnie, you know they go to the police mall first. And from what I understand, uh, when we first started talking about this, when you were telling me your story, I I believe you said that when he was shot, he was uh, on the porch. He was on the porch, butt naked, bleeding from the mall. Butt naked. Butt naked. Bleeding from the mall. Okay. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing is that when they found him like that, if nobody know where he went, the first place he should have checked was the police mall. 
you know. And another thing is that you don't even know if they took his organs or what. They did take his organs. I'm going to tell you why I say that. Because the day he died, Montgomery Hospital kept calling me for his organs. I told him, I said, mm. ma'am, he was no organ donor. No, you can't have his organs. I want his organs with him. They never, the thing is, the detectives never seen my brother's body. The Emma Lamb took his body. And I got it on audio where the witness telling me when he was trying to reciprocate my brother, you know, he died. He died on the porch. So why would the MLS move a dead body? Don't the coroner folks do that? Well, that's what I'm saying. They probably took him to the police mall first. And took his and order. That's why, you, that's why you don't know who dressed him. I don't know none of that. Okay, so you should check with the police mall and see what happened, you know, okay, and see if they dressed him and what happened. Police mall. I'm writing it down. More. More. More, yeah. You said more. Not, <laughs> yeah, not, you not, said more. The more. Okay, I got that. Okay. Yeah, because they won't give me any. I, I just feel like, you know, I lost somebody. That was, me and my brother was close. And that's how our family was. We was close. If he going through something, he'll call his sister. I sent money up there and everything to feed the kids and everything. The mother always was gone. She always was gone. She'd be gone for two weeks, and my brother be stuck in the house with them kids. She was on drugs. And, you know, like I told the uh, DA, she telling me, well, we don't have a case for your brother because the Montgomery Police Department never sent them the paperwork. <laughs> and they told me, and I got him on, on audio telling me that he sent the paperwork, and the DA, uh, uh, they don't do a, um, what you call that, where they have court, but I probably can't come to court. Why is it that you are not involved in your brother's death? You know, they this is really unusual, you know, because I'm listening, and you are his closest family member. Yes. I remember you just lost your mom. Yes. You know, and you are his closest family and member. And I can't understand... So are you crying? Yeah. You don't have to cry. You know, it's, it's gonna it's gonna work out. You you're with the right people now, okay? And um, you don't. I know it's it's hurtful and it's painful. I don't know how I would react if it had happened to me. I probably would be just like you. But at least you're looking for some support. And what we're saying is that we're here to support you. You're not by yourself anymore. Missy Lane, just imagine the NWACP telling me. I called the NWACP down there to help me. You know when he told me, let the dead bury the dead? I said, excuse me? Well, you shouldn't have called the NWACP because they're not going to do anything for us. <laughs> you know, you, you, you're making the right move right now. You're, 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 you're in the right company. You know, and I know it's painful. It but is. It's, you it's know, real painful when you call on your black people to help you. It's real painful when you call on your black people to help you. And they turn their back on you. Yeah. They turn their back on you. Well, um, 
we are not going to turn our back on you. Okay? Pastor Gant said that he's going to get up to people and they're going to come down by you and find out what's going on. I got paperwork and everything. Yeah, get the paperwork together, you know, and uh, maybe uh, when they come down, they can see why you can't get custody of your niece. Okay. You know, so things are going to work out. You know, just be patient and wait on the Lord. He's right here. He's going to guide you. He's going to protect you, and he's going to take you to his bosom, and he's going to hold you tightly. You know, just hold on to that. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Pastor Gant? Okay. I, you know, I got, I, got a, I got a client that's trying to call me on my, on my hard line. Uh, from a, you know, and, and I'm trying to let them know that I'm on a live broadcast right now that they can't be calling my phone. But, you know, to God be the glory. Okay, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live from Atlanta, and this is a live show. So I apologize for the interruption. Um, but like what we were saying when we started this show, you know, these type of cases are happening all over the country. And I've read to you in the Bible, I read to you in the Bible in the 15th chapter of, of the book of Genesis, where God prophesied to Abraham and told him that these things are going to happen uh, long before, long before uh, there was anything such called as a uh, United States of America. And, and 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 we are living in these things right now. We're we're living. We're literally walking in Bible prophecy right now. Okay, so so they know who we are. We don't know who we are, but they right. know who we are. Okay, and and then they realize they realize that that according to what I read in the uh, uh, in the book of Genesis, the fifteenth chapter. Now, just as just as just as we were judged for our ancestors, okay. Now they are going to be judged by for their ancestors, and they're doing everything in their power to try to stop us. I mean, you know, they came up with the three strikes you out. They came up with the with the uh, with all these maximum sentences. They they've done all these things, you know, and you wonder why. What incarceration got to do with us as a nation? Well, you can't have babies when you're in jail. You can't have offspring when you're incarcerated. Okay, and the same thing that they're doing with our females. Now they've gone from arresting the male to they're trying to arrest the black woman. The black woman is the greatest commodity in the world right now. We got more black women graduating from college. We got more black women that are starting their own businesses. We got more black women that are that are uh, raising their children, being head of household, and they are they are they're coming forth as superstars right now. So they're trying to do everything in their power to stop them. And then if you watch every commercial that comes on television. You're seeing a white man with a, a beautiful black woman, a beautiful, successful black woman. They are after our women, uh, people. You you out there in radio land? They are after they are after our seed. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. 
uh, uh, Sister Elaine, you was explaining to us about them robbing our wounds, them about them trying to take our wounds. What what is the significance of that? Are, are you saying that they're trying to take our wounds to to implant them into a a, a male or transgender? Uh, is that possible? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, they have been doing that. You know, but when I say when they uh, take our wound, they they are implanting the black woman's womb into the men, okay, yeah. uh, especially white men, and um, they're using. When I say how they're taking our womb is so we don't have children that we don't produce. That's mm-hmm. another reason why they're putting all this stuff out here now. All this yeah. medicine that we are taking, like the death of Fabera, the sterilization, you know, the Assure, you know, now they have the the day after pill. Remember I was telling you how about how the woman went to the pharmaceutical company to get her medication and they say they accidentally gave her the abortion pill and which caused her to lose her twins. She mm. took the medicine and it killed her babies in her womb. Yeah, I think the the research is being led in terms of a man being able to have a baby. That research is being led by the Chinese government for whatever reason. Uh, yeah. And they've already successfully got it to happen with the male rats. And they are starting to test it on humans, human men now. Now, what are they going to gain by having a male to uh, give birth to a child, a baby, is is uh, beyond my understanding. I I don't know, but they, the, the science is there to support it now. How can that be? We don't have well, the Chinese researchers. The Chinese researchers. You don't have to have a vagina to get pregnant. Okay, you just so, need that. Okay, so, uh, okay, so right? they're going to they're going <laughs> to they're going to do okay, okay, okay. I get it. now. Yeah, I'm not fully sure, but if you look at the uh, uh, some of the press releases are already out there about the Chinese researchers uh, being able to uh, successfully have a male rat to have an offspring, and they're Ooh. testing it with humans right now. You know, and uh, yeah, the Associated Press ran the article uh, probably several years back. The Associated Press ran the article. And some other uh, major networks picked up on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. I mean, they're actually showing pregnant men. Well, this is what happened when you have the wrong people ruling the earth. I mean, you know, this is exactly what happened. We have the wrong people in charge. We've given them too much leverage, too much rope. And they're doing nothing but destroying this work. And I think it's the book of Job 9 and 24 that says God has turned the earth over into the hand of the wicked. And this is what we're seeing. Mm. But, brother, that, that scripture you were talking about, Genesis 15, around mm. the 13th verse, that's a powerful piece because mm-hmm. it lays out our captivity for 400 years. Mm-hmm. And then it says, after that 400 years, our God will judge that nation. That's right. And what, and what a lot of people don't realize is judgment is not just evaluating whether you're right or wrong. It's punishment. Part of that judgment is punishment. And we're looking at Brooklyn, New York, upstate New York, the massive flooding, the the storms Mm -hmm. that are coming, all of this stuff 
is directly related to God's judgment. And it's just yes, a matter yes. of time before this country really starts crumbling hard. Yes, brother. I just hope it's not too late for us to escape, brother. No, no, no. We're gonna be, we're gonna be just fine. But you know, California been burning since what? Since 2018, it's been on fire. Okay. When we look at at the Gulf Coast, you know, I, uh, I did a radio broadcast where I actually tracked the, 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 uh, the direction that the slave ships came in. Okay. And, uh, and, and. The, the the exact way that the slave ship came in, the storms followed the same pattern. The storms followed the same pattern coming into the United States. All right, y'all. So, 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 so they're trying to get rid of the black man by all means. We got we got we got her we got uh, uh, her brother being being murdered. But they're but they're willing to pass it off as a heart attack, uh, to, to 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 let this to let to let this thing go. But but something something has happened illegally, you know, in this case. And we're gonna have to we're gonna have to get down to the bottom of this because what you're saying is that they're refusing you to to get the to get the autopsy. They're refusing you to get, have anything to do with that. Was he legally yes. married? Was he legally married? Yeah, but she was white, and she don't want. She said, "I got her a text message. She said she don't want nothing to do with it. They were separated." Mm. So, yeah. So, a white woman killed a black man, and she's walking the streets right now, free. Walking the streets right now, free. Mm-hmm. And called <laughs> me and told me his 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 grave was on fire. Do you know what they did to me? I'm like, what you mean his grave is on fire? She gets to go to his grave and everything. And I wow. ask the people, is it a way that she can't go up there? She killed him. Hmm. It's just like I'm getting tortured from the state of Alabama and her. I can't see my niece. I have to be monitored to see my niece like I'm a, a child molester or I did something wrong. You know, I'm like, why well, I got to be monitored? Why they ain't being monitored? Any comments, Elaine, Tom? No, I don't have no comments, but it's just crazy. Tony, are you still here? I think he has to sign off. Yeah, I'm going to have to sign off. Can you hear me? Yes. I'm going to have to sign off. I'm walking into a meeting. Thanks for the time you did give me. I would love to come back when we can chop it up a, a little bit more, but I have to sign off, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, Sister Elaine, do you have any comment? Uh, no, I'm just, you know, the only thing I want to say is that whenever a white person kills a black person, it's okay. It's justified to me. This is what it's, this is what I'm saying. I think because they don't actually see us as human beings. You know, and we are being hunted, uh-huh. and we're being, you know, slaughtered. Yes. Even our children. Yeah. I mean, look at the little boy that was trying to drown, the little white boys that was trying to drown their little black boys. I think it was a couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, or somewhere up there. 
you know, I mean, but they got punished for that, what they did. But however, when black people are slaughtered, nothing happens. And we have to ask ourselves, why is that? Why is it that my life has no value? Why is that? Why is it that they still see black people as animals and three-fifths of a human being? Something, I think we have been asking ourselves the wrong questions about our existence here. And we need to stop and we need to let them know that we know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I am so, I think we are afraid to challenge them. Maybe because there's ten times as many of them as it is us. I can understand that. But we cannot continue to just let them kill us, slaughter us, without retaliation. Okay. Well, you know, I'm going to have to uh, explain that through the Bible, because if we go to if we go to the Book of Romans, the 13th chapter. In the book of Romans, the 13th chapter, yeah. You know, it's a, it, it, what basically what it's saying is that all authority comes from God, that God is in control of all the nation. Uh, Romans chapter 13, it says, Let every soul be subject to the government authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whosoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Basically, what it's saying is that that God has established every government. He's established every nation around the world. Okay, God even created these these wicked nations to punish the to punish uh, the to punish the just because when the children of Israel uh, was no longer following the commandments of God, God raised up God raised up other nations to come against them. The nation of Babylon, the nation of, of the of the Philistines, you know, the Roman government. You know, all those all those governments were ordained by God, and he used them to, to judge his people. And right now, what's happening to us in America, you know, because of because of our ancestors, okay, I'm going to let you in, uh, Sister Lane, because of, because of the, the sins of our ancestors, you know, if you go to the book of Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, it'll tell you about all the blessings that would come to us if we obeyed the commandments of God. But then it has a a whole lot of scriptures that's telling you about the curses that would come upon us if we disobeyed the word of God. And one of those curses is that 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 those that are, that that the strangers were going to rule over us, and that we were go, we were going to be we were not going to be able to defend ourselves against them, and that 
and and all of those all of those curses that God uh, pronounced that would be against us, they have come to pass. We have lived through all of those curses, and 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 that's what we that's what we were under. But now, since that four hundred year uh, mark has passed, those curses are released from us, and now the judgment is coming to those who judge us, those white Americans, those. Uh, uh, people from England, from France, from uh, from from Portugal, from all of those that took part in the slave uh, diaspora. Those nations are being punished right now. You see the things that are happening in those nations right now. Okay, so go ahead. Yeah, I see what's happening in Israel and in in in, in of Ukraine and all of that stuff. But what mm-hmm. I want to say is that I agree with you 100% because we broke the covenant. Yes. And we're being, pun- we're being punished because of that. And God said that when he come back for us, that we would never be sold mm-hmm. into this time. We would never be sold into slavery mm-hmm. again. That's and right. the people that had their foot on us will become our slaves. That's right. That's right, and they know, and, they, and the people they studied this Bible. They they have their scholars study this thing. They know that that they are they are under judgment right now. They know that the judgment is coming against them right now. So they're trying to wipe us out. They're literally yeah. trying to wipe us out. Yeah, they is through the food, through the medicine, through all that. That's right, and through the food, through, through the, the medicine, through all that. They trying mm-hmm. to wipe us out. Like, but you see, no. but you see what's going on in Israel today. Mm-mm-mm. The war over there—they're in a war with, I think you can call them Hamas. Mm. And right now, oh, uh, this morning it was 198 people killed. They what? broke in. They, yes, ma'am, it's going on today. This is the oh 50th anniversary. Uh, when they started that war, I think I was 18 then, uh, when they started that Young Kippur War. It's the same kind of war that's going on just happened last night. Okay. And, and they're going to have to be judged. Okay, those people that they call the Jews, those people, they took a, bar, a large part in the enslaving of black America. Yes, okay, they did. Because they knew that we were the chosen people of God. They didn't go in there looking for just any African. They went in there looking for, for, for the children of Israel, and that's, that's who they, right. and that's who they put in slavery. That's who they hung. That's who they castrated. That's who they raped. And now, now the now that the truth has come out, now they're running for their lives, and they're mm-hmm. trying to do everything to eliminate that, even wipe it out of the history. Right. Yeah. That's why they don't want you to know about CRT. Well, explain to them about it. <laughs> they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it, you know, because it tells them a lot about what they have done mm. and how they have treated us, and they don't want to know about it, but they will. Okay. They will. And, and whenever somebody comes up like, like Marcus Garvey, or like Malcolm X, or like Dr. King, anybody that comes to try to organize or try to unify the people, why all of a sudden that they, you know, they have they meet with disastrous death? 
Because they don't want them to know the truth. No, that's what it is. They don't want them to know the truth. They don't want them to know the truth. Okay, well, explain. How can you, I mean, my grandfather told me all the stories about our family. Uh, there's no written record, but but we kept a, 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 a historical record because they, they passed it down from generation to generation. Now we got a generation out here that don't know who they are, don't know don't where know they came from. Right. Okay. And don't know where they're going. Okay. And that is a sad part. You know, we have been wandering through the wilderness all these hundreds and hundreds of years blind. Thank mm-hmm. God we are waking up. We had no idea of where we came from. And if you don't know where you came from, you don't know where you're going. No, you don't. Well, well and, and that was... And that was very evident. You know, that was one of the questions I asked about slavery. I asked, I said, okay, why did y'all take their names and change their name to Tommy, Billy, Bob, you know? <laughs> okay. Right. Because their names, they, they had Hebrew names. Why they didn't allow them to speak their language? Because they spoke a Hebrew language. So right. they, took, they took away the identity from a whole nation. They didn't want us to know who we were. That's exactly correct. And they wanted you to know that you were property, that someone owns you. And that is really, really, that is the worst thing anybody can ever do to any human being is to take his identity away from him. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that explains to us why, why the, why the wife wasn't, wasn't uh, apprehended. Because you you explained to us that she was white. And she wasn't a wife. She was a she wasn't a wife. This was a girlfriend. The wife she stayed in St. Louis. The girlfriend stayed in St. Louis. So he stopped messing with the wife. Started messing with the girlfriend. Both on white and stuff. Which I didn't understand it. But um, you know, this is this is what you know he messed with white women and stuff. Well, let me say something to you. Don't you know? that whenever our black men go towards them, that something destructive will always happen? Yes, because ma'am. God don't want us to mix with demons. It's in the Bible, clear as day, we're not supposed to mix with them. And the thing is, not trying to cut you off, the thing is, you know, God's showing us every day. You know what I'm saying? We can't deal with these people. You know, we try to deal with them. We, and everything they do to us, what we do, we march. We march. They kill us. marching nowhere. So what, uh-huh. is marching, what good is marching? Well, marching you are, yeah. it, it's we, not good. I mean, we, need we, we are literally at war. And we're yeah, still we trying to get along. And we're still trying to get along with our enemies. We're still trying right. to march and, and protest. We're still trying to love them. Mm-hmm. I think because we don't have the bad bone or the bad seed in us. You yeah, know, we don't know who we're dealing with. We're dealing with evil principalities, yeah. unseen uh-huh. forces. We're dealing with aliens, yeah. demonic aliens. Yeah. And this is what we have to understand, and that we are fighting against something. 
that we can't see. Huh. Okay, y'all, this is the whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and uh, I think we've gone a little bit over our time. So I'm going to ask y'all to give y'all final uh, closing statements, and then we're um, then we're going to get out of here. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Sister Elaine, and the Rebecca Project. Let us know what's going on with that. And then my sister, I want you to come after her and, uh, and, and tell the people what you need them to do uh, to help you with your, with your brother's case. Okay. Okay. The Rebecca Project for Justice is a transformational organization that advocates protecting life, dignity, and freedom for people in the United States and in Africa. Right now, we're still trying to get our bills in, and, you know, I've been getting a little, a little bit of funds from here and there, you know, but I will hope that you could go to my website and see what you can do to help me to help our people. Okay. Hi, I'm calling for the citizen of Alabama, you know, to put the injustice into justice. I'm calling for the mayor to resign because he couldn't help me. Um, I'm also calling for the the captain and the chief of the police department to resign also. Okay. And you, you I, I, anybody can help me. Uh, I'm not going to turn down the help. I just need help, and I need the citizen of Alabama to stand up, to stand up for what's right. Okay. All right, y'all. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel again coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and we'll be going to out. We'll be putting together a team. Those of you that are listening to the broadcast, you want to join in with us. I saw uh, what we've had a few brothers that have been trying to call in uh, on the line that's listening to the broadcast. We're going to put together a team, and then we're going to go out there, and we're going to see exactly uh, exactly what's going on. And uh, and and th- this is not this is not an isolated incident, y'all. This is happening all over the country. We're we're finding cases like this that are happening all over the country, and we got to stand up to do something about it. All right, y'all, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. Pastor Lionel Gant coming to you live from Atlanta, and we're coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings.